podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Tell you what, that Tiger Woods is a dog's bollocks, isn't he? <laughs> Mixed race, you see. Part Afro-American, part white man, part Dutch and part Vietnamese. And then four different races have combined to produce the perfect golfer. And still so young. The Afro-American, right, that's his natural grace for his driving, right? The Vietnamese, for when he's in the rough, you got me? <laughs> All the jungles and that, they have a network of tunnels. The Dutch in him makes him laid back for his temperament. And the white man means he can get on the course in the first place. For one night only, Simon Day and Friends, the brilliant character comic from The Fast Show, Brian Pern, and currently down the line on Radio 4. Saturday, June the 13th. Tickets only £5, and watch from the comfort of your living room. For tickets, go to biletto.co.uk and search Simon Day and Friends now. Hello, and welcome to the Newcastle. My name is Fergus Craig, and I am joined by the medium of video, what is it called? The internet. Zoom. Zoom. I wasn't going to name the product. It's Zoom. I am joined on Zoom by Paul Doolan. Hello. And Dave Watson. Hi, Fergus. I'm drinking Puffin Tears. Is that the name of the beer? Or is that what you've always yeah. called the beer as a joke? <laughs> Puffin Tears. Mm, I mean, that's... Yeah. We're reaching the Why line not? now where hipster beardom, it, it, we've, crossed, we've crossed it now, haven't we? It's gone so far into dickhead territory. I think they're going to go full circle, though, and start choosing traditional beer names. So it'll just be like Skull, but it'll be ironic. I hope so. Well, Can I ask you something, guys? Before this pandemic, had you heard of Zoom? No, no. Where did I'm? I think the most worrying thing of 2020 might turn out to be what the fuck is Zoom up to? What's going on with <laughs> Zoom? How did everyone suddenly know what Zoom was? And we all agreed. Some have they put microchips in our heads? We all just suddenly agreed. Oh, this is what we do. We do Zoom. Everyone suddenly knew what Zoom was in the first week, and then everyone agreed. This is how we connect with each other via Zoom. Skype have been in there for what fifteen years now. They must be so pissed off. It's the XG of the video conferencing world. <laughs> Nobody knew about it or cared for years, and then suddenly it's big. Uh, well, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I can't remember which. I can't remember which platform it is, but one of the video conference uh, tools. If you have a like a side like a, a chat box open on the side, and you're sending a message like "Oh, Fergus is a prick" privately to Paul or you know whatever, you can download that as like minutes after it. So if anybody's using Zoom for like oh, uh, like a work thing and they're slagging off a, a workmate, you can you can see Ooh. it. It's it's not secure, so it's all right for dickheads like you, me, and 
and Paul, but like I wouldn't use it at work. We still use Skype at work. Okay, well, fair enough. But I appreciate you when you were trying to cut, think of an example of something <laughs> somebody might say in private <laughs> on a chat. That uh, that was the first thing that came to your head. I appreciate. It. So thank yeah. you very much uh, for joining us again for another lockdown natter. Uh, once again, apologies. At the, the quality isn't up to the normal big budget summer blockbuster standards uh, that you've come to uh, expect from us. Um, but we do actually have a lot to talk about this week. Matty Longstaff and uh, where is he going? Is he staying? Uh, the takeover, will it ever happen? Much to talk about there. Football will be back as far as we know. The Premier League is coming back as well as the FA Cup. And I have compiled another quiz for Paul and Dave. As I understand it, it's currently 2-2 in terms of one. I think you're right, yeah. Between mm. the two of you. Uh, so uh, maybe, who knows, this will be the last one. But I'm excited about this quiz, and I hope you are as well. Um, should we start with, we started with the takeover every week, but should we sort of mix it up a bit and talk about Matty Longstaff? Yeah. This situation, as I understand it, his contract comes up, uh, finishes very soon, and Udinese, the uh, Italian team, have offered him a contract of thirty thousand pounds a week. What do you think about that, Dave? I think it's criminal if we don't match that, because if you consider it's a known quantity, thirty grand a week's not not exorbitant for a Premier League footballer. And he's got potential to be more than just a fourth or fifth choice player for us. Um, if you bear in mind that we paid five million pounds for Henri Saive in 2015, was it 2015 we signed? Anyway, whenever it was, we've had him for ages. We've been paying him 30, 40 grand a week. He'll likely go for nothing at the end of his contract or for, for a pittance. Does it not make more sense to pay someone like Matty Longstaff 30 grand a week? Don't pay a transfer fee. Pay very little in agent fee because it's not a new transfer. And he looks like he's going to be better than uh, than um, than on Saturday will be. The other thing to and he immediately becomes an asset. asset. And he immediately becomes an asset if you sign him up to a yeah. contract. He's someone who you could sell in the future. Go on, sorry, yeah. Dave. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention is that Udinese are owned by the same group that own Watford. So Udinese could sign him for for nothing essentially, and get you know have him on a 30, 30 grand contract, and then loan him to Watford, and then Watford could have Matty Longstaff for very little, playing the Premier League, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's ludicrous to me that that he hasn't. I mean, and this could have been sorted months ago before the Udinese interest was firmed up. Just give him offer him. 25, 30 grand a week and done and dusted and it's fine. But no. Paul, any thoughts on the matter? I sort of hope a bit of it is his agent. Or should I say say, any thoughts on the matter? No, you're right first time. It's it's matter. So you got that bang wrong. Uh, (laughs) I hope it's posturing and he does want to stay and they're just trying to get the amount we're offering up. But I don't think it necessarily is. It's a bit, I'm not sure... 
why Udinese would offer him 30 grand a week to become one of their highest paid players. It seems a bit strange, especially when the talk before was Dortmund being after him and into Milan. The, the level of clubs that want him on a free seems to have gone down. But either way, like regardless, it's the sort of player we should be trying to keep hold of. I think when you consider... Go on. Well, you consider the amount of crap we've signed in that position. He is better than, like Dave says, Saive and Colback, but they're all on far higher wages. And at the minute, he's on 800 quid a week. So I think we, we owe him a bit of back payment by paying over the odds. And it's the sort of signing, if another Premier League club had a young midfielder who'd shown promise available on a free, we'd, si- we'd try and sign them. For higher wages, Dan Gosling. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Dan was a long time ago. All I all I'd say is uh, just to give another thought on it. He has only made six appearances. Whatever we may think of it, our in our wage structure, thirty grand a week is quite a lot. For a midfielder, just He's because made, there are players who are a lot worse, uh, who are on more, that's an indication of mistakes that we've made in the past. And I would assume once he goes up to thirty grand a week, having only made a few appearances and not necessarily being an automatic first team pick, there might be a lot of other players in the squad asking for pay rises. I mean, the thing is, I'm persuaded that I think we should we should try and match that. But you know, just to... yeah, he's made six appearances, but he's still our second highest scorer this season. Well, that's not saying a lot. <laughs> but as well, it's not. There's I not. Many... I, I think I'm our third highest scorer. But there's not many players who <laughs> go straight from the youth team into the Premier League and look like they belong there. Like he's not been out on loan anywhere. He seems able to make that step up. But yeah, I know what you mean. It's a risk, but then it's a sort of risk if he was at another club, we'd take. From his point yeah, of view, from his, I was just going to say from his point of view, I mean, I don't know what kind of a young man he is. I'm not sure how his skin would do in the Italian sunlight. <laughs> but I think it would be quite an exciting move to go to a foreign league earn good money to go to a good quality league. And I assume if they're offering him that kind of contract, they expect him to be, to play a lot of games for him, for them. I I would have thought for his development, I mean, it could go well, it could go badly, but it could be a a very good move. (laughs) So yes, I think we're all agreed. It would be nice if Matty Longstaff could stay. But I guess I was just making the point before we had some technical difficulties there that maybe for him it could be quite a good move. Dave? Yeah, and and all I was saying was that he's got to consider what the status quo is, where he's fourth or fifth choice. And as it stands, Mike Ashley's still still the owner. As it stands, Steve Bruce is still the manager. As it stands, it's not a good club for a young lad to try and make a career out of. And his agent will be in his ear saying, look, the, the takeover hasn't happened. There's no guarantee that it will happen. So the best thing for your career is to move to a club with ambition, who is going to play you with a better manager. 
I totally understand it. But I just like yourself, Fergus. I just hope, just hope he he stays. I think he's got promise. So, uh, as you say, the takeover hasn't happened yet. Um, we still don't know where we are with that. We could go on about whether it's going to happen or it's not. It feels sort of pointless at this stage. There's so many little rumblings. I keep on hearing from various journalists that they still think it's going to happen. It's just taking its sweet-ass time. Uh, I'm I'm loath to uh, recommend uh, another podcast that... uh, you know, uh, that we're in direct competition with. I'm sure we've got about the same number of listeners. Uh, football Weekly. Paul, I know, I know you listen to the Football Weekly uh, special on the Newcastle Takeover. Did you listen to it, Dave? Did you manage to listen to it? No, I haven't listened to it. It was really interesting, wasn't it, Paul? It was with, the, uh, with a guy from the Newcastle United Supporters Trust. Apologies, I don't remember his name and uh, a journalist who knows a lot about Middle Eastern football. It was a very fair debate, I thought, Paul. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember much of what happened in it, but they were basically suggesting it probably will go through, from what I remember. I just remember it being overwhelmingly depressing. Yeah. They were basically saying it is going to happen, it is going to reflect very badly on us as a club. Yeah. And also there's a pretty strong chance looking at what uh, this group of people have done in the past, as in MBS from Saudi Arabia, there's a pretty strong chance they'll fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. I think as well, the the Newcastle fan position that gets said a lot, and we've said it as well, is that, we have no control over who buys the club, so why should it be up to us to make a stand? Which I sort of agree with, but part of me does sort of sort of think if we were bought out by a, a paedophile ring, we wouldn't just sit back and be like, well, we've no say over who owns the club, so let's just keep turning up and chanting. It's slightly odd. Yeah, but to be fair, aren't QPR owned by a paedophile ring? Yeah. It would be a bit of a conflict. Because they're a London club, the press doesn't give a shit. Yeah. No, I did think the the Football Weekly thing was pretty even-handed. We're not going to come out of it well if we do get taken over. I I don't want to... For NASA listeners out there, I don't want to give you... I know we're probably the most depressing Newcastle fans out there when it comes to this. Uh, But I do recommend listening to that episode for much better, well-informed analysis than we can give you <laughs> on the takeover. And it is an interesting conversation and it is pretty fair and you won't necessarily come away from it depressed. Uh, it just uh, depends what angle you're coming from. But uh, worth listening to, I think. Football's going to be back soon. It's coming are you ex- home. Are you, football's coming home. Are you excited, Dave? Very much so. I've tried to watch the Bundesliga, but it's it's too difficult for me to enjoy the Bundesliga where there's no fans and I have literally no dog in any fight. You know, I, I can't even pretend to support 
Schalke 04 or or whatever. I, I tried, I gave it my all, but I just don't care. So the Premier League coming back, I can get on board, I can get into it, and I can be terrified that we'll go down. It's still terrified on that regard. Okay. It's, no, we're, um, not, we're not mathematically safe. And we're certainly not the, the results in, The results in the Bundesliga have gone all over the place. So you could expect after such a long break for, uh, for, for teams who would anticipate to, to pick up results against lower, league, lower down the league, stumble. You could see Man City losing to Norwich, say, because it's a total totally unprecedented situation like the players aren't going to be match fit the players are going to be distracted the players are going to you know it's 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 bizarre and yeah i've still got concerns that newcastle united yeah taken over by phenomenally wealthy people and be the richest club in the championship well that at least would be funny um it's a it's a funny old situation but it is exciting that football is going to be back every single game is going to be on the tv on one channel or another i think the weekend the weekends are going to be amazing four live games every saturday at different times and four Mm. live games every sunday the thing that's excited me most is our fa cup quarter final against man city in my head i'd written that off as a game that was never going to get played so sort of everything's a bonus now. I think we'll. I don't think we need much to stay up. I'm pretty sure we're we're as good as safe. So I'm not too worried about I that. Need I think two it, wins. Yeah. I was almost certain. Yeah, that uh, they they might be able to finish off the Premier League, but then make a choice that it wasn't worth finishing the FA Cup. But uh, it's nice that uh, we we could still in all of this. We could win uh, our first domestic trophy since, remember, what year was it, Paul? Uh, are we counting the Intertoto or the Championship? The first domestic trophy, 20, major domestic trophy. 24? No, since 1955. <sighs> Come on, this should be ingrained in your head. This is true. basic Newcastle knowledge. Um, yes, we could win... A trophy this year wouldn't that be amazing we could be in Europe next year with new mega rich owners mm. wouldn't that uh, be because amazing? yeah I mean it's but it's it's this weird thing where we've no idea what the, the, the league's going to look like at the at the end of it um, but we by the same token we pretty much do because the only positions that are really going to change aren't going to change that much. And yes, I have fear that we might go down, but realistically, the bottom three are likely going to be the bottom three. The top three are going to be the top three, and everybody in the middle will maybe shuffle around a position or two, but, but not much. It's just, I, I would have thought it would be a more sensible idea just to um, just to end the season. I still think, based on history, you can't look beyond Man U for the title this season. I just think they've got that pedigree. That's the thing, Man U. They're Man U. They're Man U. U. It's Fergie time. We're in (laughs) Fergie time now. You know? Uh, So, speaking of Fergie time, 
Newcastle Natter's very own Fergie, <laughs> as in <laughs> me, has, has, uh, has compiled a, a, a quiz, uh, which I'm very excited about. But first of all, before the quiz, the reason why we're all here, uh, we should have a break and uh, rejoin you in just a moment. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Here it is, guys. It's it's Britain's favourite quiz. First, we all remember when the weakest link went big. And then, of course, it was who wants to be a millionaire. Nowadays, it's the long-running ratings battle between Pointless and The Chase. But there's a new kid on the block. (laughs) (laughs) The Newcastle Nassau. Zoom quiz. How's the merch doing that you're trying to sell off the back of it? Uh, it's pretty big, going pretty big. Yeah. I I haven't put an awful amount of effort into this one. I've tried to make it as interesting. I felt like the last one was pretty good. But I was a bit worried I'd rinsed all my good ideas for questions. So... I hope I've got the level right here. I've got some hard ones, I've got some easy ones. Oh. I can't I'm going to be doing the same thing where... Uh, I'll ask this question, yeah. write them down, and I'll come to you for your answers. We work on an honour system here in that you tell us one answer you originally wrote down. And here we go. the losers will be subject to an honour killing. Correct. Yeah. Which, under our new ownership, will be done in the centre circle. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Question number one. The third shortest player in the Premier League plays for Newcastle United. Who is he? This season or ever? No, the... the Third current shortest player in the Premier League. Jesus. Okay. This is current. How many R's in Carroll? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Question number two. From whom did we buy St. Maximin? Which club did we buy St. Maximin from? Okay. 
Papis Dembasise is currently playing for a team for whom he has played 49 games and scored 32 goals. It's a great goal scorer, Cisse. In what league is, does that team play? What league is Cisse currently playing in? But yeah, over the course of two years, 49 games, scored 32 goals. Not bad. Question number four. Who was the last player to get a cap for England whilst playing for Newcastle? Oh, this is a tough one. I know, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be too... This quizzes. Jesus. Yeah, maybe I'm trying to be too clever. Sorry. But that should be pretty easy, you know. But it's not, is it? It's really not. Okay. It's the same questions for everyone, Paul, so no complaining, please. No, fair enough. Question five. What country did Rule Fox play for? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Question six. After his stint as Newcastle United manager, John Carver managed a team in which country? This is a. This is too hard. Oh, sorry. Okay, but John Carver. I thought you give us something to talk about. John Carver went. John Carver went on. He's managed one team after Newcastle United. I think he joined the club in. uh, He joined in the club in August. I've done an educated guess on that one. He was sacked by February. And uh, I think, yeah, yeah, well, I won't give any more clues. Okay, Mm, next question. This is question number seven. Name the third Amiobi brother. The third Amiobi brother, which is to say, not Shola, not Sammy. What is the name of the third Amiobi brother? For all I know, there may be four, five, six, seven. I think it's at least four. Okay. Well, this is the third in terms of professional appearances. Uh, Okay. The the Amiobi brother with the third most impressive professional footballing record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I said third, I don't mean in terms of age. Okay. Question number eight. Who did Niall Ranger make his last non-court appearance for? Which is to say, (laughs) (laughs) which football club did he make his last professional appearance for? Niall Ranger, former fan favourite. These are great questions. Well done, Fergus. These are great. Dave's one. I can tell you that right now. I'm not saying that. Question nine. Who was Newcastle manager when Shearer retired? Slot, these are going to be guesses, aren't they? You're not I know that. Of, no, I remember the testimonial. Okay. And finally, question 10. Uh, I will, 
Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think you'll have that right. Okay, question 10. The player with the most claps for England whilst playing for Newcastle United is Alan Shearer. He got 35 caps for England as a Newcastle player. Who is second in that list? And I'll give you a clue. This is Premier League era. Who has got the second most amount of caps for England whilst a Newcastle United player? Okay, that's 10 questions. Some tricky ones. Yeah. Can I have question four again? Who was the last player to get a cap for England whilst playing for Newcastle? Okay. Hang on, I've put two for that and they're both wrong. Can we I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you a clue. Only one of his Newcastle appear only one of his England appearances were whilst he was a Newcastle player. I don't know if that helps. It is true. Okay. Question number one. The third shortest player in the Premier League plays for Newcastle United. Who is he? Dave? Is it Atu? Paul? I've gone Almiron, but I think Dave's right. Well done, Dave. It's Atu. I should, at this stage, have it to hand exactly his height, but I don't. He's three feet tall. Three foot eight. Yeah. Question number two. Who did we buy St. Maximin from? Which club? Paul? Is it Nice? Dave? I haven't got Nice. Correct. Nice answers, guys. Jeez. Papi Dembasise is currently playing for a team for whom he has played 49 games and scored 32 goals. The only reason I asked this question is because I wanted to get that fact in because I thought it was quite interesting. What league <laughs> is that team in? Is it the Chinese Premier League? Paul? I've gone, I've gone Turkish. Well done, Paul. <sighs> well done, Paul. Which league in Turkey? <laughs> no, it's Turkish league. Fifth Division. <laughs> it's the Super League uh, whatever it's called it's the top division the team is Alanyaspor it's always Turkey or China oh, of course it's the it's the most Geordie sounding never, foreign never. football team <laughs> Alanyaspor but Dave you've been to five of their games this season as well you should really know that question well, number four so not, the, not the first uh, team Question number four, this is a really frustrating one. Who was the last player to get a cap for England whilst playing for Newcastle? Uh, Dave? I went James Milner. I think it was that long ago. I crossed out James Milner and went Andy Carroll, which I'm pretty sure was wrong. Before that, I went Stephen Taylor. Before that, I went Parker. I went Stephen Taylor as well. It was in 2016, and it was Andros Townsend. Ah. 
Good question, but a hard question, but a fair it's question. Hard. They're hard, they're hard. I don't, I don't think I would do very well in this quiz. To be this is like the only connect of Newcastle quizzes. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that we're all white and a bit smug. Are you keeping your own scores here, by the way, because I'm not? Yeah, yeah, it's really easy. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, what are the scores as it stands? I've got two. I've got two. Okay, so exciting. Two, it's, a des- it's a Desmond. This could be the last ever one. Wow, okay, here we go. What country did Rule Fox play for? Dave? I went Jamaica, but I think that's me being a massive racist. racist. I was going to say, it's hard to answer this without being seeming racist. I went Trinidad and Tobago because I am also racist. There's nothing racist about those answers, I think. Maybe residually there was a memory that it was a, a Caribbean team. Uh, it was Montserrat. Fuck it, Al. <laughs> I asked it because I did know that one. It was one of those ones where it's, you only ever hear of that country because they play for them. Like, uh. um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Question number six. After his stint as Newcastle manager, John Carver <laughs> managed a team in which country? Can I say, I want it to I be Egypt, this. but I've gone Canada. Cyprus. Well done, Dave. It was oh. Cyprus. He was fucking terrible as well. He went to Cyprus. <laughs> he did basically farmers and postmen and he's still the shit it's what you do though when you leave the premier league you want your last big halloumi payday you <laughs> straight to cyprus i think he had um one of them big uh kebab sticks in his office <laughs> um, uh yeah he did actually marry manage uh in Canada, he managed Toronto FC. Yeah, but that was before. I thought he might have gone back though to the the only you know, place he had a reputation. I was on. I spent some time on John Carver's Wikipedia page today. He was involved in Newcastle United for a fuck of a long time. He was our reserve team coach when we first joined the Premier League. Ah. he was a he was around. He was a round man. He was a round man. But, you know, must have had some... He either had some things going for him or he had some secrets. I think he's just not a manager. Sure. He must have been a good coach or just a nice guy because a lot of people um, kept him on. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Name the third Amiobi brother, Paul. Tommy or Tommy. Well, which is yep. it? <laughs> Dave? Yeah, Tommy. Okay, I'm I sorry, guys. In like, I think he played in Iceland or something like that. Yeah, yeah he has played in Iceland. He's played in a number of uh, places. He's currently uh, playing for the Canadian club, FC Edmonton. But I'm afraid I need you to give me his full name. <laughs> Tommy Amiobi. Yeah. Uh, it's Olowatomiwo. 
Tomi, W-O-B. <laughs> His first name is Olawatomi Wo. So, I'm going to see what's bad about my Jamaica answer now. I'm not, I'm not as racist as I thought I was because uh, you've just picked me. Yeah. All I've done is just read out his name. How is that racist? With a big ass smile on your face. Only because it's difficult, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> All right. No, that's two correct answers in Tell Me Abby Abby. Right. Where's my quiz? Okay. Question number eight. Who did Niall Ranger make his last non-court appearance for? Paul? I've gone Blackpool. Dave? Southend. Well done, Dave. Ugh. He was at Blackpool. I think I can only draw now, can't I? I think he did relatively well for Southend. But, it, you know, all ended in tears, as usual. Who was Newcastle manager when Shearer retired, Paul? Glenn Roder. Dave? I've gone Roder. Correct. It's too correct to answer. Question number 10. My favourite question of the 10, I think. The most caps for England for any Newcastle player when they're... uh, uh, There's a better way of phrasing this, isn't there? Who won the most caps for England whilst a Newcastle United player? Number one is Shearer with 35. Who's number two with... 32 caps whilst a Newcastle player. Dave. See. You're changing your answer now, aren't you? That wasn't meant to be in the question. I've gone Beardsley, but I'm I'm convinced now it's wrong. I've gone Dyer, but I think that's wrong. I think it's probably Batty, but I went Kieran Dyer. And you were right, Paul. Kieran (laughs) Dyer. Well done. 33 caps, 32 with Newcastle. Let me have a look. Batty, 20 with Newcastle. Beardsley, 25 with Newcastle. I was just panicking then, but I got it wrong. So what are the final scores? How many did you get? Paul, Paul, you got five. Five and six. And Dave, you got six. Very close. Well played. Well played, Dave. That puts you three, two ahead. And who knows, maybe this will just go on and on and on. Well, I have to be killed now. (laughs) That's like... (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to stone you to death or can I get somebody else to do it? Well, it's going to have to be a distance stoning. Well, two metres is fine. It's very enjoyable. I'll have to find another angle if we're going to do any more. I really enjoyed the question you asked in the previous quiz about um, which players provided the most assists for each other. Oh, That right. one was yeah. a very... I really like that question. Thanks. Okay. All right, Dave. Any ones from this quiz or was it just the last one? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was the last one. I did not like. Uh, I've already forgotten the name of the country that Rule Fox. Montserrat. Montserrat. You didn't like that question. Okay. Any, any other feedback, guys? Just, other keep, feedback? just keep trying. It was good. A bit hard, but okay. well, hard is good. Yeah. Hard is good. 
as the extra said to the <laughs> Oh dear. Oh god. Um all right, well I guess we'll leave it there. Oh, Thank I think you. we were going to give an apology to the guy we accused of being a robot last week. <laughs> to the guy. We must give an apology to the guy <laughs> we called the police on. Um, no, there we'd, in the last part of the pod before, there was someone who had interacted with us on the Newcastle Matter account. I think his, his name was something like King of Northumbria or Northumberland. And um, we we never said he was but we suspected he might be a bot. Turns out he's not. So sorry to him. I hope that you didn't face any serious consequences for that unfair <laughs> accusation. And, uh, there weren't... Um, Was there a pylon? Boots at your door. <laughs> I don't think we're capable of a pylon. I don't think we have the listenership. No. Okay, well, maybe a, a Chinese burn is about the level we can hope to achieve. Hey, don't do hey, don't do us down, Paul. If we really wanted to, we could we could cause a pile on. Come on, guys, who should we get? <laughs> no. Uh apologies. But thank you very much, uh Dave Watson. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you. And thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Apologies for the sound quality, but thank you very much for uh, staying with us. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.